0: Everyone, welcome to a very special edition of the Awesome Cast. This is, of course, an awesome interview because you are hearing my voice first. However, comma, you will also hear the voice of our regular host, Basil. Hello, Basil.
1: Hello, hi everyone. How are How is everyone doing?
0: Very excited today. This is going to be very fun. It promises to be an interesting interview. We have guests that we are both very excited for. For Maybe different, for, for probably very different reasons, but still. <laughs> uh, Melissa Sternenberg. Melissa, thank you Hi. so much for joining.
2: I'm so glad to be here. It, you know, it, it took a little while to get me on because of all kinds of different things going on, mostly fun things. But I'm so glad to finally make it. I'm so excited to talk to you guys.
0: Absolutely. I'll I'll start this off the way I always do. I will I will ask the layup question. That's not as much of a layup because you know NDAs are a thing. But what are some of the things that you've been working on recently that you can talk to us about?
2: Oh gosh. Um, mostly, you know, things have been kind of quiet lately. Um, on the voice of our front, mostly because I've been focusing on um my little girl Daisy. She's turning five soon, and so uh you know preschool and kindergarten ish things are happening i've got some audiobooks that i, I do a lot of audiobook reading when th- when character work is slow but i have um some things going on there that i'm working on you can always find if if you're into lesbian romance you can always hey find now. me narrating uh, some really nice some really lovely books i have to say over on audible if any of you are you know have memberships there and you want to hear more than, you know, 30 minutes of me at any given time. That's always an option for you guys. What else am I working on? I'm working on some I'm working on some video I'm working on a video game or two. One of them is an ongoing role that I have already appeared in, but I'm not going to say which one it is because it's actually under a stage name.
0: Oh, okay.
2: For reasons that are obvious if you know what the game is. I will say it has broken Kickstarter records.
0: Ooh, all right then. So if exciting. you're not sure what it is,
2: you can probably Google what video games have broken Kickstarter records, and you will find which one it is.
0: Well, that is exciting. Um, so let's let's kind of shift gears. We're we're going to get into the the meat of meat and potatoes of the yeah. thing. What first made you take an interest in acting?
2: Well, I have been what I affectionately would say, a complete nerd ever since I was little. I've always been someone who played pretend as a child, uh, usually with my little sister, and it was something that I just never outgrew. Like I mentioned before, we went live. Um, I know quite a few fans uh, in the anime community via LARPing. That is something that I have done. Not so recently anymore, because again, being a mom does take up a lot of my time, but you know, I really enjoy putting my head and my energy into other characters. And it's something that I just never outgrew. And it started, you know, uh, when it, it went into voice act to the voice acting side of things. I never seriously wanted to be like a in-person actor like there was a point you know I think a lot of girls want to be on Broadway at some point you know they really start listening to Les Mis or Phantom of the Opera and they're like yes I want to be on stage and sing and you know they want you know you want the you just want the drama um, as a little girl sometimes and uh, or I mean I'm sure all kids like to be dramatic at certain points in their (laughs) lives Um, but for me and for me specifically um, I was really into Sonic the Hedgehog Saturday morning Yes, And that was my fandom during late elementary school, all through, uh, mostly through middle school. And I just took a shining to Kath Susie's performance as Princess Sally. And that was hugely influential for me. And so when Sonic Saturday Morning got canceled, far too soon, I'm very sad. I am I will never get over it. Um, I ha- was like, okay, I really love all these voice actors. What other stuff do they do? And then I learned that, oh my gosh, Sonic the Hedgehog is Steve Urkel. <laughs> Who would have known? So that just kind of opened the whole Pandora's box of, oh, these voices are in other things. And I started recognizing and pinpointing and like just doing the whole Charlie Day on the white, you know, on the bulletin board thing. And that's what really got it for me. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start imitating these voices of characters that I role play as online. (laughs) I'm really outing myself as a huge nerd here, I realize. Um, And so- that's what started it.
0: You're in very and good company. I never by outgrew the way. it. What's that? I said, you're in very good company, by the no, way.
2: I'm so glad. And I mean, I never outgrew it. And what actually got me into the voice acting community online, where a lot of professionals got a lot of current professionals got started, um, was because one of my friends heard me imitating Mimi from Digimon and they're like, oh, why don't you come check out the Voice Actors Alliance? And that was the, the real start of it. I think. And that was back in uh, 2006, 2007.
0: Just yet another great thing that uh, Sonic AM was responsible for.
2: Many, many great things. And that's, yeah, I'm, I miss it. I miss it a lot. I I do love the Sonic movies though, even if Sally's not in them.
0: So let me ask, we, you know, we've kind of touched on a, a little bit of it here, but who would you say has had the biggest impact on your career?
2: Kath Susie for sure. Um, I would say Kath, I'm going to just say the, the kids WB grades, Kath Susie, uh, Rob Paulson, Tress McNeil, Jess Harnell. Um, I was a huge fan of Freakazoid as well. That was a huge one for me, uh, as a middle schooler, you know, because that was when like Internet was really starting to gear up to be like the next big thing, you know. You know, for some of you out there, we didn't have the internet all the time when I was a teenager. It was not an everyday thing. Um, <laughs> but uh, we certainly didn't have it in our hands. But yeah, so um, all those, all those folks. Um, gosh, who else? Basically, anybody that you see on Tiny Toons or Animaniacs. Uh, Charlie Adler. Um, oh gosh, Chris Summer. The uh, who else? Anybody in the Sonic Saturday morning, for sure. I'm I'm forgetting someone who I'm going to be very mad that I forgot. So I need to love Christine Cavanaugh. That's who I was just like the late, great Christine Cavanaugh. She was huge. I mean, not as much as Kath Susie, but gosh, anytime I, I, I watched Babe solely so I could hear her voice. So that whole gang. It was really huge. And then later on in high school, when I started getting into wanting to voice act anime, the Ocean Group Studio, basically anybody that Viz Studio did for their English dubs, because back then English dubs would come out before the Japanese subtitle. So I'd always get those first because I want to see what happens. So like um, Brad Swale was my number one, number one fave. Um, I liked him a lot. I have a funny story about that, but I'm not sure if we'll. I'm not sure if we'll share. But that might we might share that one offline. Okay,
0: okay, that's fair. <laughs> but, that's fair.
2: But um, but yeah, but yeah, basically anybody in Ocean Group, anybody who was who an X Men Evolution, Ron one half. Um, I liked, I liked the folks from uh, the Pioneer Dubs back in the 90s. Any of the 90s dubbers, I was really into. They yeah. were hugely influential as well.
0: Not, 90s anime is such a special place
2: it is there's really really good at least for me Ma- mainly not and then there's like the really really like oh my gosh what were they thinking like mm-hmm. the ones that were really good are like the people that you can tell were having a lot of fun like blue seed blue yes. seed is one of my favorite dubs of all time i love it you can tell they're having the time of their lives so good if you guys have not watched blue seed check out the dub even just for a few episodes it is amazing
0: Shout outs to amanda
1: winley
2: yes amanda love you tiffany grant love you
1: oh yeah my wife uh we were at a a smaller anime con that tiffany was a guest for and anna busted out her her blue sea dvds for her to sign and she was oh my god so excited
2: (laughs) kome and yagashi otp i love them but uh do they do the kids still say otp is that still a thing? Anyway, but yeah, yeah they were. I love them so much. Uh, but yeah, so I just really love the scripting and just the energy and personality that was put into the scripts back then. And, and how different, all, uh, for me, uh, what I really love, what to me makes a great dub, is I can be looking away from the screen and I can tell who's talking. Yes. And so, and that's why I'm really... I'm sure we're gonna get to it. That's why I really love the Gunbuster dub so much.
0: <laughs> oh, it's so good.
2: I everybody, I'm just like I can like I when the voice when you can hear the voices in your head from everybody after you've turned off the Blu-ray. That's when you know it's a good dub.
0: Yeah, it's it's only been out for a couple of months, and I've watched it at least half a dozen times or more. Oh, um, thank you. It's so good. It is I was so
2: happy with it. I was it just it it gave. Marissa knows. Marissa knows what makes a good what makes a good dub. Uh,
0: yeah, Marissa definitely does. Yeah, I've I've worked my way through the cast very slowly. I've already talked to Marissa, I've talked to Cayenne, we're talking to you. I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna get everybody. That's
2: you gotta you yeah, gotta it,
0: it's yeah, I'm gonna Pokemon this thing.
2: It's really funny. Um before we were casting Gunbuster, uh Bradley I heard him on, I think it was some sort of Metal Gear Solid project. It was like a live action YouTube video that got dubbed over and I heard him and I was like, I know I've heard his voice before. And so I just, I stalked him on, on Twitter and I was like, and I messaged him I was like, Hey, I know you, I've heard you somewhere. We were in something before and it turns out we weren't, but I heard him, but I, but he sounded like he just sounded so distinct. I'm just like, I've heard your voice before and I cannot forget it. And so I was like, okay, this is awkward, but I really like your stuff. So I'm going to follow you anyway. You're really cool. And then we got cast as the coach cousin me. I'm like, oh no, this is <laughs> awkward. I'm yeah, like, it- <laughs> but also like, oh yes.
0: If it wasn't awkward before, it's going to get awkward now.
2: I was just like, oh no, but also, oh yes, this is gonna sound amazing.
0: Yes, yeah, you you guys killed it. You guys really did. I, I you saying that reminds me of, I want to say was episode three where you guys have the duet.
2: Oh my gosh, the duet! Yes.
0: <laughs> it, it it's like I have
2: not listened to it yet. I need to.
0: It, for those who haven't seen it yet, and you need you need to go ahead and buy the Blu Ray. Do it now. Um. But it's funny because you don't see the characters because there's a wall of anno text. Yep, <laughs> you know, it's like
2: use imagination.
0: All, all, it, it's like a cosmic essay about you know all the the various science in gun, <laughs> Gunbuster, and it's just like. Oh yeah, it, it takes like three minutes to get through, so we're gonna have uh, two of the characters sing a duet
2: together. <laughs> it's the best kind of fan service.
0: Yes. So, so such a good show, such such great work by everybody. It's a classic involved. for a reason. Yes, but but it's one of those things where, um, and I think I saw Disco mention this that like when it released. Um, you know they had like an anniversary set of Cowboy Bebop that it outsold. Wow! And it was like, oh, <laughs> you know, and, and I think the dub is a big part of that because it really opens wow, up I, the audience.
2: That'd be amazing. <laughs> I I I hope so. That I mean, we uh, the Twitter is the praise has been glowing, and I could not be happier. Everybody in the cast deserves it.
0: Yes. Yeah, you you guys did just well.
2: Everybody in the team, I should say, not just the cast, like the scriptwriters. Right. Oh my gosh, the scriptwriting is just incredible.
0: Yeah it, it it was just so well done, um, and and you can tell just like a lot of care and effort went into it
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure.
0: So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna steer us back a little bit. As an actor, what is the biggest challenge for you?
2: Hmm. Honestly, gotta think about that for a minute. I think that's a hard question i haven't haven't been asked that before i need to think what's the greatest challenge other than like logistics and things like that because i yeah. do live in austin um so i very often have to drive up to dallas or wherever usually dallas for recording sessions which can be exhausting <laughs> but it's definitely worth it for sure um i would say the hardest part as an actor is trusting your instinct that the, that it that if that if the director doesn't tell you that you need to do something again then it's fine it's good whereas for me sometimes i will record a line and i'll be like that sounded so wooden or like that doesn't sound good and like if if i really feel strongly enough i'll ask to redo it but you know trusting the director to know when a take is going to is going to be just right I would say that can be the hardest not because I don't trust them but because I sometimes don't trust myself to give them what they deserve if that makes sense right I sometimes I feel very outclassed by my cat by my castmates. so that would probably be the hardest thing for me is some of that imposter syndrome feeling like like, oh wow, all these people are so talented, and all this. i can't believe, I, you know And because I'm also an older, one of the older members, I'm probably actually one of the oldest members of the main. I am the, probably the oldest member of the main cast, and so there's also that, wow, I'm with all these kids. What am I doing here? Why didn't they get someone younger? You know, that sort of feeling. So, but those feelings are not valid. But those feelings, for those listening, they're not valid. You can start voice acting at any age, at any time. Don't let any arbitrary limitation get in your way. Sometimes I just have to remind myself of that.
0: Basil, you've been too quiet. Right? What What have you got for me?
1: No, I was saying I understand. Like I, yeah, we are. We are also fellow olds. Yes, You know, in in a sea of of anime fan. And like, I was, this is later on, but I was so happy to see so many people much closer to my age. I am in my early 40s at FanFest. Like
2: previous
1: previous FanFests, I felt like I was in a sea of young 20-somethings. They were at oldest, maybe in their early 30s.
2: I, so, I hear you completely.
1: Also, while I am now hoarding the interview temporarily, was Tiny Toons also your introduction to They Might Be Giants? Yes, because that was mine. Yes, <laughs> again, I'm. I mean, we're, we're 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 like you know, yeah, we're Krazoid all... and and Poo Gas and you know all that. Like, well, like, we're we're all in the same boat here. Yeah, like.
2: Yeah. And so now it's really funny that I know my child's introduction to They Might Be Giants is the hot dog song from Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, which is, you know, we reference it with our adult friends all the time, too, whether they have kids or not. So because They Might Be Giants knows no age
0: and timeless and because I cannot resist the urge Um, guys. We interviewed Minnie Mouse, Caitlin Roebrock um, a couple of weeks ago. So go listen to that.
2: I'm going to have to go give that a listen. That's amazing.
0: Yes, she, she was great. Uh, we talked about uh, stupid movies and we, you know, it was <laughs> a lot of fun.
2: My daughter, Daisy, loves Minnie Mouse.
0: Yeah, she was, she was great. She was a lot of fun. So, Melissa, one question I, I like to ask, mm-hmm. because acting and, and voice acting can be such a feast or famine profession. Mm-hmm. What helps you stay motivated?
2: Oh, there's a few things. Um some are some are, you know, kind of on a deeper side and some are actually a little materialistic. So I'll start with the materialistic ones. I like some the voice acting right now is not my main source of income. Uh so I do tend to use some of it to get my daughter nice things, which is always a nice motivator. I know I'm sounding like one of those people who whose kid becomes their entire personality. I swear that's not the case, (laughs) but I do. I'm a cat lady and now I'm a child lady too. So that's how just how it is. But so that's always nice. Getting nice things for my family. Um, But also just there is a feeling of just accomplishment and, not just accomplishment, but it's that feeling you feel when you're doing the thing you're meant to do. That feeling of like that, that, that puzzle piece just fits right in, in a way that can't be described in any other way until, you know, you're doing, you are successfully doing the thing that you've always wanted to do. And that feeling is so potent that it just stays with you Anytime that you interact with somebody who's engaged with your work, uh, anytime that you get to see your work or you just remember, you know, you're reminded of the work that you did. There's just a feeling of accomplishment and purpose that can't be replicated in any other way.
0: That's an excellent answer. Thank you for for sharing some of that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's just it's almost like that feeling. I tend to liken it. It's definitely like an endorphin endorphin adrenaline rush. That I some for some people, the closest thing I can get it to is if you have ever had a really invigorating either like workout session or a dance or party, that feeling that you get of just being completely just buzz with delight and joy.
1: Oh, right. Like when we're, we're done with this interview with yeah. you. Yes. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah.
2: That's yeah. great. I was like thinking, or like when you get to see all these people that like the same thing you do at FanFest, that's also a good yeah. one. Just like, Oh, it's my people. It's my, it's my thing. I'm doing my thing, you know?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, doing these interviews is definitely that for me. I always it's always exciting whenever I, I hear back from somebody and just you know, like getting to interact like this and get to know, you know, people whose work I enjoy, you know, a little bit better. Uh, it's it's always a big thing for me.
2: I, yeah, I'm glad to hear that. That It makes me happy hearing what other people's thing is, you know? Yeah.
0: So, yeah. It, what, what about your thing? What's your thing?
1: I mean, right now it's been when when things go really well in that critically mmo final fantasy 14 i could keep going with a meme but you know
2: now includes stormblood unlimited well Well, it will be it will be october yeah yes in october very soon it will include stormblood which has some of the best trials some of the best it is
1: very good stuff or like you know when we record a very good you know podcast that is under two hours my wife is happy about it <laughs>
2: <laughs> well yeah. she does the does she do she does the carbuncle chronicle yes. with you right okay yes. so you know just wait just wait when i'm on that with you guys it's gonna be a two-hour one
1: all right all right i think i think, I think they'll the, be happy with that though
2: i'll say i don't yeah. think she'll i don't think she'll mind if no. it's
1: the the inside <laughs> baseball of that is that we use uh, a service called headliner to spout out podcast video versions, which is essentially just the cover art with like a fancy sound bar, but the limit for paying for it is two hours. So Ooh. we like it under two hours because it's less work for her to have to spit out the video.
2: Gotcha, valid.
0: And then sometimes we we go a little long-winded. Sometimes, occasionally,
2: nothing wrong with that. I mean, you're doing what you do.
0: We've talked about a few of them, but. Are there any other interests outside of acting that you have that that maybe we haven't talked about?
2: A lot. I have okay. a lot of interests. Uh, I mean, obviously we've talked about Final Fantasy 14, which is my main like, you know, video game hobby. I like video I like RPGs in general. I'm doing Baldur's Gate right now. I've actually not played it for 2 or 3 days and I'm suffering some withdrawal, so I need to get back on that. I love RPGs. I I used to do LARP quite a bit as I mentioned before. I haven't done it recently, but every so often I get the tickle to go actually get fully in character costume and everything. And that's, that can be a lot of fun. I love cats. I have four of them. My father is a retired veterinarian. So I have a lot of animal experience, cooking, gardening, the whole, the whole spiel, all that good stuff. So those are some of them. I just love animation in general.
0: Those are oh. those are all fantastic. I'm I'm waiting on the PS5 version of Baldur's Gate 3 to, to drop, soon. but uh, that allowed me to finish Final Fantasy 16 in time. So, um, oh,
2: 16 is so good. I know it, liked that one.
0: Yeah, it, it's super good. Um, I'll I'll have things to say about it when you know we start podcasting on it. But it it was a really good game. I did all the side quests. Did all the hunts. Me
2: too. Uh, I did. Everything I devoured it.
0: Yeah. So uh, good. Just just a really great game. The music.
2: Um, Peak Soken.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah, he's he does good work.
2: He's it, a God. I love I, him so much.
0: I also love how like the music style at certain points in the game changes completely from mm-hmm. like from like classic fantasy RPG to oh, this is a little bit more, a little bit more synth, a little bit more techno. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then there's that one fight. There's that one fight.
2: That one fight. Hold on. Which fight? Are we talking about the techno fight or are we talking about the holy crap these strings fight?
1: I'm thinking of uh it's about the midpoint of the game. There are two guys who really want to kill each other. I was
2: about to say, do they have hands?
1: Like they 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 got hands. It's it's the one I I'm I'm almost positive that it's Platinum Games, the one that worked on that that particular section.
2: So good. Like, yes, okay. I know we're, I'm
1: pretty positive that's the one where Koji uh, the, the main localizer is also doing vocals for.
2: Yes. Okay. Yes. We're talking about yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's some good stuff. Koji now that's a man who's living the dream doing what he right. was meant to do. Right. right.
1: I want to be him God. when I grow up.
2: We fantasy right there. Not only does he translate. Not only does he do vocals in the band. Not only does he get to go on all these tours. Like if you're a Final Fantasy fan that is That is like end game right there.
1: When you're in charge of the lore, but also like, oh, the the main composer also wants to do a rock band. He wants to be be the main vocalist. Okay.
2: Okay, I guess. (laughs) And get to include all the awful dad jokes
0: and puns. Yes. Well, Melissa, this has been absolutely wonderful. Deeply appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. But before we release you back into the wild, um, where can folks follow along with what you do?
2: (gasps) Um, most of my posting as far as like any work that I'm doing typically is on Twitter, but there's a lot of other stuff that comes between, it comes on my Twitter as well. So it's that it, that's like, if you follow me on Twitter, you're getting me, you're not just getting voice acting me. So be
0: warned. All right. Well, Melissa, thank you so much. And We'll see. We'll see you on
1: the Carbuncle Chronicle for sure.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, did I say Twitter? What is that's what's it it's, called? I'm I'm still calling it Twitter. Then,
1: yeah, it's it's still Twitter as far as we're concerned. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's still.
2: Yeah, I'm just like at least that's where I am for now. We'll probably you know until it burns down.
0: Yeah, <laughs> which could could be Any day, day now. from now. Who knows?
2: Any day now. You can also find me on Final Fantasy XIV on the Crystal D- uh, Data Center. So. You know, there's
0: that. <laughs> right. Well, thank you again. We'll, we will talk to you soon and uh, and just appreciate you. Thank you so yes, much. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun.
1: Thanks for listening to yet another production of the Awesome Cast, your podcast for everything awesome. You can find us online at awesomecast.com, O-S-M-C-A-S-T.com, or, you know, wherever you find your podcast, just search for Awesome Cast. You can also find us on the social medias, Awesome Cast at Twitter or on Facebook. Of course, you can also find our wonderful interview guru, the greatest living interviewer, John Robbins, at J5IsLive. Or perhaps you'd like to follow our amazing editor, Anna, at Angel Darkfire, Or just me, at it's Basil Time on Twitter. Our theme song is produced by DJ Inabito, and you can find him online at DJInabito.com. And once again, thanks for listening to the awesome cast. We appreciate you.
2: I'm going to go check out that Minnie Mouse podcast now.
0: Yeah, every everybody should.